This is the St. Luligan Podcast Network. Bradley. Hello. Mitch is here. Bert is here. All right. It's rare, rare that we're all three together again, so we have to enjoy these moments. I'd, say, I'd put you just in the GPS. Did you? <laughs> yeah, <I found laughs> I forgot you it. Forgot about it. I, I. That's okay. I do the same frequently. I think, I mean, from what I've gathered doing the shows on my own when you guys can't make it, which is most of the time, <laughs> um, people are going to really miss Jeff tonight. Oh, there's, there's a whole drinking game with Jeff. Oh, there is? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. People were telling me at the last uh, home game that uh, they take a drink whenever Jeff turns something off on my podcast live. Fair. Uh, whenever she cries and they can hear her in the background or when she knocks something over. Um, so they're going to miss Jeff tonight. But We are not bringing Sammy down here no, to offset yeah. it. That would end poorly. Well, sure. He'd destroy everything immediately. Yes, quite literally. Yeah. He's got an eating game. It's called mulch. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's called, what can I get in my mouth? I've got a five-year-old that does that. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. All right, so what are we going to talk about? There's Matt said we have, we played Houston 1-1, one, one, LAFC 2-2, two, two. Two, two, and then Well, there was LAFC. There was the Galaxy. Yeah, I think I did a podcast after the Galaxy. Okay. And then LAFC, and then this weekend against Dallas. Right? All right. right. Well, that wraps it up. See you, everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and we have a game coming up on Saturday. Yes, that's what we're mainly, mainly, mainly going Easy to talk for you about. Easy um, But since last show, we have clinched playoff spot, which Woo! we knew was coming, but now it is official. official. We have the little X by our name. It's in the nice standings. seeing that there. It is. Still, I think. Think the only team in the West that has clinched, it, or did somebody else? It, it was just us as of the other day. I don't yeah. know if anybody else has. Since uh, then. And then with the win versus Dallas, we actually have now tied LAFC's record for the most wins by an expansion team, and we still have three games to go. So I don't want to, you know, count any chickens, but it's possible we will be the most successful franchise expansion franchise in the modern era or the non-shootout era which goes back to Chicago Fire they you know had an amazing first season but it was a obviously a different league then there was you know 10 teams or something like that um so i think we can say as we've said on most shows everything else is bonus like this has been an amazing first season i'm, I'm astounded yeah honestly Brad i'm astounded i've you know me i've i I mentioned the last time I sat in the, on the couch here that St. Louis soccer sent me to some dark places. Yeah. And there's still a bit in my mind like they're going to fall off a cliff. It's, yeah. They're going to fall off a cliff. They're going to fall. And it, you know, even, you know, they go one down to Houston and you think, here we go. Yeah. And now they, they, they rally the troops. And I mean, the, I will say that for this team, they do, they don't give up. They, they keep fighting. Um, I think sometimes they they lack a plan B if plan A isn't working. Mm -hmm. But even when plan A isn't working, they're still good enough that they're in the game. Like, they haven't been blown out. True. They haven't, you know, really had an awful game. I mean, they've had disappointing games or they've, you they've know, had, given they've, up. They've given had up a some, few bad yeah. games, but nothing dreadful, nothing yeah. horrible. And even though this last run of however many games, there's been a lot of draws, um, it's, again, they're still top of the West. Like, I don't know how we can complain at this point. Well, I think Bird's right, though, is that we definitely have playoff PTSD for yeah. the past 13 years. Where you know you are waiting for that other shoe to drop. And like yeah. I, I keep thinking back to that the year where all we had to do was what one point in one six point games. in six games and we didn't do it. Yeah, you know, and it was like that. I, I that's still <laughs> like but, I, it's traumatic. It's yeah. it's not going away. And I mean, but now I think right now I think to to 
win the West, I think we have to win one more game and have a little bit of help with, with LAFC or Seattle, somebody losing. Um, but again, worst case scenario, we're still in the playoffs. Right. And, and I, as I, an expansion team. At this point, I feel fairly confident, knock on wood, that we'll be hosting a playoff game. Yeah. yeah well, I, I the so first too. the first round's three, so we'll, well definitely yeah, – but, but we could be the home, the home team. team. Right, yes. right. Yes. And I, I, I look at that game on the weekend against Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh. Sorry, I was saying Dallas earlier. Oh, yeah, I meant Minnesota. Yeah. Well, we tied with Houston. Yeah. And we tied with Houston. Yeah. Well, even, even so, Houston, we had to come back. Yeah. You know, and, and showed a bit of character to to come back in that game. But Minnesota, they're a hard team to play against. They're, Especially at home. They're a hard team to play against. They're not flashy. They're not. They're not amazing. But they're they're grinders, and they're the type of team I thought we were going to be. Yeah. Well, and and I'll say this about that Minnesota game. I mean, when the lineup came out, it wasn't just us. I mean, Mitch and I are in a little side thread that talks during the games, and we're like, ooh, I don't know about this lineup. Like, Carnell's made some big changes, and he made a lot of subs. I mean, again, they played a midweek game, tough game against LAFC. You do need to do some rotations. Like, you had Klaus and Leuven, and there was like the, the four, four or five. The four back line were all different yeah. from the LAFC game. Yeah. Um, and I saw other people on online commenting about this, but then you saw that sort of, oh, he knows he can hang with this starting 11 and then bring on the weapons. And then you saw how how much the game changed it, when he brought in the healthy legs. The it almost legs. seemed to overwhelm Minnesota. Yeah, like, like Minnesota was doing good to hang with us. And then we dropped another gear on them. I mean, when they're tired, too. Right. Well, well that's, that was, yeah. yeah, like... It, you, there, when Klaus came in, I think it was his the second ball that came to him. Yeah, where he just outran the defender by leaps and bounds, and then made a cut, and it was like, oh yeah, he just came on. Those guys are tired. Like it yeah. was men but against boys. I, when I saw the lineup, though, I was concerned because the last time we'd heavily rotated like that was during the League's Cup. Yeah, and we came out with nothing. Yeah, yeah. And and th- I was concerned, but I mean, he come out of th- those two games with four points, four out, and yeah. that's that's well. And I th- I looked at that as sort of like, okay, we don't need to win this game. Like, yeah, Minnesota's not going to gain any ground on us. It's not, you know, that's what it is. All it is, all it was, was distancing up between us and well, that and you know, we just had a tough game midweek. And LAFC got a, didn't they lose this weekend too? Yeah, so. But we've got a big rivalry coming up in Kansas City, and I thought, you know, he's probably wanting to get that big win at home against Kansas City. Not that this team couldn't go out and win, because they did. Um, And not that our second stringers, and I I hesitate to call them that because he's rotated so much throughout the year. Like, all of those players have started games before. It was just weird that they started all together together. Yeah, in a big clump. Right. It's funny because when you look at the games played list, yeah, you're normally used to seeing, okay, here's a huge yeah. jump, and then here's a second huge jump, and there is no huge jump with this team. It's basically like, you know, here here's Berkey with every game, yeah. here's a handful of guys with most of the games. Like it just it scales down very proportionally. Well, also, we've got a fair few injuries. In yeah, right. Time, which has has helped to bed in some some of the I mean, supposed second strikes. I, I said this on the last show. You know, I think that Klaus injury may be a blessing in disguise because it it forced others to step up their game. Geo really came in, and then also when Klaus came back, he knew he couldn't fuck around. Or he would lose his place yeah. to Big Sam. To Big Sam, or, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, again, everybody's been focused, and it, it goes back to the you know we laugh about it all the time. You know, coaches or GMs talk about building the culture, and you know everybody playing for each other. But <clears throat> I don't worry when I'm not going to say every t- every person. Some people I worry when they're out there on the field. Oh yeah. But like Josh Yarrow starting at center back. I'm not worried he's not going to give a thousand percent. You know what I mean? Right. If it's him and not Parker. Okay. Right. I mean, I'd rather have Parker, all things being equal, but I'm not panicked that it's Josh. Um, You know, I want Klaus starting if Klaus is healthy, but I wasn't worried about Nico being up top and Celio, you know, being with him. 
like oh we can make that work like there are different it's a different look yeah like and i i do think that is the one we, we saw it with minnesota that we gave them the look of those two yeah and then all of a sudden oh no here come leuven and klaus and, and az a, and, and az oh my god again that kid's just he's so good he, he, he is, is he so is good. the best surprise this season for me i think so yeah i i, I mean we knew he had talent but I did not expect him to make the jump to Division One that quickly, and and, that, and so impactful. Yeah, like yeah, but the Minnesota fans, they were upset. They we, lost oh, yeah. I knew he was good. I, I mean, just seeing him in USL Next Pro or whatever it is, I knew he was good. But again, to make that jump, to I was like, okay, he could be good off the bench. He could be, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But he's a quality starter, and he makes a difference. And I mean. Just really the last handful of games, his quality has shown. He's getting comfortable. When he did he that run from himself. our box to yeah. the other box and, and just blew it, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. He, he just has blew no, past And everyone. he has no fear. I love watching him run, too, because of the, the way hair. his hair bounces. <laughs> but it also is one of those things where it's like it, it draws you to watching him on TV because you know he's going to do something. Every team needs a Fellaini haircut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but he is he is an exciting player to watch. And you get the feeling that he can create something out of nothing at any point in time, either by himself or he's surrounded by three guys and all of a sudden the ball pops out. You know, he manages to take care of it. Like mm-hmm. and he's, and he's, he's been fast a, enough that he can outrun. He he's been a joy to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love watching the kid. Yeah. Um big win. Honestly. It was a big first, win. First first away win since Toronto. Yeah. Which was a long ass time ago. I, I said this on the pod too. The I'm never. I'm not. Uh, Toronto. I went to a winning game. <laughs> Kansas City. I did not. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. I might be bad luck, but I'm thinking Brad is definitely bad. Luck. I'm definitely bad luck. Um. The the road record, while not as good as our home record, still not bad. Like, uh, City Report put out you know a list, and I mean we're like top four in road records. Now, it's a lot of draws. It's a lot of, you know. But that's fine. But that's, that's what you're supposed you, to do. That, exactly. Win at home, draw, or better on but the But I road. think some people are like, you know, how come we can't win every game? Well, because that's unrealistic. I, I, but it was, for, for me, it was the, the, the total yin and yang of the performances. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it looked like we couldn't pass to the guy in the same color shirt when we were away from home. Yeah. You know, and then we'd be... You, you watch us against like that Austin game, where everything we hit yeah. turned to gold. It was it wasn't it wasn't it, it was not the results per se. It was just the the complete opposite style of performances. Yeah. We, we, well, and the and the just, feeling of it, the the yeah. vibe yes. of it, yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah, what was the what was the away game before? Uh, God damn it! The, the one Galaxy game felt like a win. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? We came from behind, you know, like everybody was thrilled. Yeah, that that was the one I was that. thinking of where yeah. it was like. No, we were tuning a lot. Oh, no, not the Galaxy, not the Galaxy. No, it was the one before that. That's the Houston? Houston. Where it was 1-1? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, we came back and Klaus scored late in yeah, Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. that's the one. Yeah, where yeah. the beginning just felt. Everybody was satisfied with that. Galaxy felt bad because we went up to. And they came back. And we should have put that game away because Galaxy's not a great team. And they did what they did. But the Houston game, the beginning was just so, I don't want to call it ugly, yeah. but it was hard to watch. Like but, there was just no flow. There was no flow. There was no connection. And, and I had the feeling like, nah, this just isn't our night. You know, I I was not anticipating the win. No. I was, or the draw. I was saying, okay, we're going to lose one. No big deal. On to the next one. I'd kind of already written it off in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then Klaus scored. And then all of a sudden you're, you know, you're elated because it felt like something. The, the the big the big also the big takeaway from the Minnesota game is the the way we close the game out. It's like it's like we learn our lessons from the LA yeah. game. Yes, we had 20 minutes yeah. there in the lead at the end where we just closed. The, we closed it the was game. A, out. It was a little nervy though. I mean, it wasn't perfect. Like, they're always yeah. gonna have chances, but yeah. you know, we we did a lot of pinging the ball around, yeah. killing time, resting in possession. Uh, that we. And I think, but also you can say in that Galaxy game we were up two 0 far too soon. Like yeah. we we can't close a game out for seventy five minutes. Well, yeah, the the you, <laughs> you, know? you scored too soon, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think something that in the, in that Minnesota game, 
I think we adapted to the officiating better. Like, okay, this is what they're giving us. And I've said this in an earlier pod. Like, sometimes we can argue about, are the refs good? Are the refs bad? Did they miss this call? Did they miss that call? But if they're consistent and they show you early, we're either going to let you play. And if we're getting dumped on the ground and we don't respond and start dumping them, that's on us. Or I'm going to call this really tight. And if we keep fucking up, that's on us. Like, but see, I think that's been the problem in some of these games is, is that it hasn't been consistent. I don't know. I wouldn't say that. Oh. But I think I think the nature of a game changes. Yeah. Because- the, Can- the Kansas City game, the away game at Kansas City, not consistent no, at all. No, that was on us. We we should have known. We should have responded better to the officiating in yes, Kansas City. But it was not. It but was- they were dumping us all over the field. But it wasn't. A, what I'm saying is, is the officiating wasn't good, so we should have responded better. We should we should have been dumping them. Yes. Like and but they did not do that. Yes. They continued to play soft and they should have played harder in that game. And, and the referee was calling everything yeah. poorly, so you're not going to get the calls that you think you should get. So you have right. to come back in and could be hard. That's we're saying the same thing. Well, yeah, also yeah. also in a, in a in a close game, like a referee can let stuff go for the first twenty minutes to a degree. Sure. You're and right. Th- and then he'll tighten it up as the game yeah. goes on and, and as Especially and you have to adapt game. as it goes. Yeah, and, yes. and as in, a, in a tight game in the last 20 minutes, it's getting chippy and you want that three points. And the ref has to tighten it up a bit. Yeah. What would have been a foul, yeah. you know... The 40th minute is... Is not... Yeah. Is, yeah. is a bit... You know, he's probably a yellow card offense yeah. in, in the 75th minute. And But also, I, I, I see a lot of moaning about the refs, man. I see a lot of moaning about the refs. And it's it, subjective... Yeah. Each call is subjective. And, well, and yeah. My, my, my Roy Keane said it best. If you give the referee a decision to make, don't be pissed off when it goes against you. <laughs> right. You know, and that's... It is. No, it, it's true. I mean, the I, whole thing with the handballs. We've all seen a billion and one handballs either on, you know, Saturday mornings watching Premier League mm-hmm. or MLS or USL or whatever. And everyone, you can see it both ways. Like, eh, his hand wasn't that far out. Oh, well, it wasn't. I wouldn't say everyone, but most Well, but his hand was away from his body, but it was a natural movement. You know, like, but like Matt said, if the referee's going to, it comes down to a judgment call, it can go either way. I remember once watching, it was maybe five, six years ago. It was the first game of the Premier League season, and, and West Ham were playing. And within 10 minutes, a guy had leathered it at goal. Absolutely, put his like he thundered it from the top of the box, and the West Ham defender put his arms up to shield his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he got a red card because yeah. it hit his hands on the way to the goal. He denied the goal scoring opportunity, and it was and I was like, oh, that's how it is now. Yeah, I was I was really shocked because you know you you grow up in the eighties. That is and a 90- good point. That's you grow a really up good in the, you grow up in the eighties and nineties watching, and it's a very it's a, it was a common sense thing. It was handball, where right. you made a deliberate right, right. reach for the ball, or it was ball to hand, where you right. couldn't get your hand right. out of the way. And That's was, gone, yeah. And it was gone, and <laughs> it was fine. They fucked around with yeah. something that was fine. Yeah. That's we're, a, we're, yes, that is a... And you, and you hear it said many times, like, well, by the letter of the law, he has to give that yellow card in that situation. The referee's discretion is is out of some of it, but that, and that's the problem. Yeah. You can't. It, baseball's going through a similar, yeah. you know, where they're you know arguing balls and strikes and and their version of VAR, and and hockey has it too. Like you said, though, you know, guys used to cover their junk or cover uh-huh. their yeah. face, and that was okay. And now, if it hits, that's a handball, and that's there. But if a guy's jumping in the air and, and turning. The arm sort of naturally goes out, mm-hmm. but you have to say, was he, all right, if it hadn't hit his hand, would it have gone into the goal? And was he trying to prevent it from going in the goal? And, and, and even at that too, like, you know, if he's jumping and turning and you can see he's trying to tuck his elbows yeah. in, yeah. okay, he's not trying to. He's just trying to, you know, you, he, in fact, he's doing the opposite. He's trying not to get a handball by tucking his arms in. But I do give the referees a huge benefit of the doubt because when it happens live, instantaneously, oh, absolutely. it's impossible to say was it intentional, was it not. Now, when you go to VAR and you slow it down and you look at it four different angles, okay. And and then that, that leads to the real problem in MLS with this is that it seems to be inconsistent, the application of VAR. 
Yeah. Because, and I'll just use us for example. You know, in Kansas City, there was a one that we were certain was a handball that he yeah. didn't go to VAR on. And then the next week. I, the, I, I, I'm going to just, just because he didn't go and look at the screen doesn't mean it didn't get There's somebody in the VAR. booth. Someone's looking at it. Yeah. He's just saying. There's no clear and obvious reason for me to have you come look at this. I, I think can I can call it on VAR, but either way, it's a toss up. I don't think you made a, an, an error, which I think it does go with sort of you know the call on the field stands unless there's overwhelming evidence, evidence. to evidence. the opposite. Now that can happen. You, that can screw you both ways, <laughs> you know. And, and I think I think with this, and part of it does come back to what what we deal with in soccer being a fringe sport compared in, in America, even though it's growing hockey, got it right. Where if they went to VAR or, you know, they'd say after review, this happened, this happened. We have a goal. We, yeah. you know, we have a, you know, penalty, no goal, whatever the call is. The referee's job is to explain what was seen. Yeah. I, if, if MLS did a better job of letting that happen, even if it's just, Hey, you know the the broadcast or the PA guy is handed the post-it note from the VAR booth says his arm went up the handball. You know, yeah. just they could do little things like that that can expand to where not only does the the non-familiar fan get it, but even our experienced ones can yeah. say, okay, here's what was seen. We can accept it. And I will say, especially this season with so many new fans, not just new fans to MLS, but some total new fans to soccer. Yes. You know, a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon. They don't understand a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Like, and I mean, some I'm, of it's confusing for us who've been watching for years. Well, in that situation, you know, this or that. Um, I think that kind of falls on Apple, too, at this point. And they'll get better. Like, this is Apple's first season doing it. but Doing any sports. But it is hard to... It's always a fine line between... Treating the audience like they're dummies yeah. and explaining everything yeah. and letting the game just go and, you know, right. assuming. But they they do have to do some. I think MLS is still in a growth stage. Like if they do a picture in picture, you yeah. know, or something like that, there's there's a lot of things. Or that even, they at, can... even at halftime. Hey, let's go back and look at that yellow card they gave in the 37th minute, you know. Which they, I think they've been doing better about at okay. the halftime shows. I'm usually I... drinking and smoking during halftime. So. That's true. <laughs> no, because I, I, I watched something on replay the other day. Yeah. And I, I think it was the L.A. game. And uh, they, you, they did a real good job you, of it. You, you're talking about the, the new fans coming into MLS, coming into soccer. They're, they're watching other sports where, Everything's an absolute. The time is an absolute. Yeah. When the yeah, clock yeah. hits zero, it's the game is over. There's yeah. none of this. Minimum. What's a, what's a minimum of five yeah. minutes? You know. Well, and and, like, and, the, the, and we a, we've all watched soccer for years. Mm -hmm. um, it happened during the game the other night. Uh, Tony said, "I think there's going to be eight, eight minutes. minutes," and I said six, and you said six, and I said, "I'm leaning towards eight because we had you know two goals and we had you know a little bit of a penalty and you know and then all of a sudden it was four. Like, here's three guys who watch tons of soccer, mm -hmm. and we were way off. Dude, I played rugby, and the Rugby World Cup's going on right now. Yeah. I couldn't tell you the first rule of rugby. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, it's, at the end of the day, the, the referee's discretion. Yeah. All laws are subjective yeah. to a degree. They, they are to a degree. Do you think maybe they're trying to get away from that, and they're, they're, they're hamstringing these referees? To make it more objective, to make like that might be a, that might be a valid to make it more black and white. Yeah, but because most yeah. people want it to be black and white, like but it's a human game. Yeah, and, no, and, I know, and, and, and I see. I think the problem is though is that when you bring VAR into it or any sort of well, but look how long that took. Like there was big resistance to sure, VAR. Sure, and it, but and again, but what I'm saying is is that once you have that, most people see that as immediately black and white yeah. even though it is but it's it still, still not, is not yeah. and i think that's the hard part is and that there are there some, has to be a better there are say explanation but a better there are some things you know like you can see if the ball fully crossed the line you know because well, they've way, got the chip ball our favor in orlando yeah you know mm -hmm. when that, that when he pulled the cross back the first angle looked like it went over right, the line. Right, like, right. Oh, there's some green over right. the line. And then you look at it th from like the fourth angle. And yeah. You, there's a little sliver right. of yeah. ball over, you know, and. 
but I, then I, but then you get to offsides you know they draw the lines okay here's where he kicked the ball and here's where he was at that moment when he kicked the ball what was there was something well that, is it as soon as he touches the ball or is it as the ball leaves his foot or is his hand like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there was an article. There's in still the- room for, even though we know the rule, mm-hmm. there's still room for. And again, the linesman who's in charge of this is trying to watch this line, but also keep his peripheral vision when the ball leaves that guy's foot. Right. I mean, well, you're right. It's, it's Gardner, a human game. There's Gardner no said way back in the day that you know it was you don't watch the foot as much as you wait to hear it. Yeah. You know, Mark Gardner of your electric, electric. <laughs> three one four eight one four. But again, then you get into a big game where it's loud and it's like, if it's coming towards the supporter section, <laughs> you can't hear. It. I mean, this happened in Minnesota in yeah. uh, NFL the other day. They actually blamed their own fans for their fuck up towards the end of the game because I couldn't hear, I couldn't the, hear the call. Count. Yeah, I couldn't know. They couldn't even hear the call from the coach on oh. the sideline. And the, I mean, what it is, but like. That there's there's things you can't control. There's things you can't. I think I, I think the thing is is that if you show that you're looking to improve it, yeah, people will be a little bit more. If if there's a if there's a public uh, perception that you're trying to do it better or better thing, you're good. I think I think a lot of pro sports have struggled with that until recently, and yeah. I I think MLS is still kind of holding out. But onto the offsides thing, there was an article on the Athletic uh, last week or the week before I think it was, where they were talking about redoing the offsides rule again yeah. because it is so hard that you know okay he's running and is his arm yeah. across but his whole body is behind right. the line is he really offside like right. and it's like and again it, it goes to interpretation it goes to individual refs and th- i mean this is just true you can talk about it in baseball. My strike zone is different than your strike zone. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so if I'm the catcher or if I'm the umpire behind the plate today, I'm going to call it completely different. So Matt may have the best fastball in the world, but it's on the edge of my strike zone. That night he might have had a perfect game if you were calling the game, but yeah. you have to adapt to what referee you're dealing with. And and, and like Matt said, it changes through yeah. the game well, too, in situations, too. which, which again, that is every sport. But I'm that not. Is, I, I'm really not overall upset with the level of officiating this year. I think there's a misconception also that, that, that I've got three major issues. First of all, that people seem to think there's a plethora of perfect referees waiting, <laughs> on, the, waiting right. on the bench right. that we can just call up. Right. No, these are the best we've yeah. got. Yeah. You know, these are the best we've got. And the, the, it's not like we're refusing I mean, if, to if pay the top If you think tier, MLS yeah. refs are shit, wait till I show you the USL. Yeah, you know, and USL or the, two or yeah. the, the Guatemalan third division. Yeah, or like shit rolls downhill. Yeah, and well, it's hard to run with a bulletproof vest. Second of all, is you know, Giacchini and Sam could have five shots and all hit the top row of the stand, mm-hmm. and you'll forgive them in a heartbeat for their mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if if you think a ref's made a mistake, you're, you're haranguing him yeah. online for, yeah. for for the next week. Oh, we see it. I mean, we see it in the stands. Oh, good run, good idea, Sam. Good idea, yeah. Sam. You'll get him next time. Referee makes a bad call. You motherfucker! Yeah. You should lose your goddamn job. It yeah. is a human game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My my third issue is if you if you are a grown man or, or lady, yeah, younger than sixty, bitching about referees, take <laughs> the course. Get the uniform and go have a go. Yeah. God knows grassroots needs you. Yeah. And you will find out exactly what this game and, is about. And I do think having friends like Mark Gardner mm-hmm. of your electric, uh <laughs> did us both kinds. <laughs> I don't know. The, four. <laughs> I don't know the number. <laughs> um uh Bob Delaney, uh Mark's kids. Mm-hmm. Uh there are you know, we've got some people in our group and you're like you start to feel for them, like yeah, I I couldn't have made that call. Like, I, yeah, I, I I was a ref. Yeah, I was a, I was a ref, for, and I stopped because someone threatened me. And I, I couldn't. <laughs> but hack that's it. that's it. Like that's I did, the point. I did, I did the under fourteens to under eighteens, yeah. and then I started getting to open age in the Manchester Sunday League, and that is brutal. Yeah, and see, but that and, that comes back like, to it. I'm we can't get people to do it because of that. Yeah, but it also comes back to, and, and I'll give Gallagher credit. You know where they've instituted a rule that if a parent is abusing a referee, mm-hmm. and, and 
it you know it's found to be that they'll kick not only the parent out but they'll kick the kid off the team yeah and, and it's time for that kind of behavior to start really getting heavy-handed you know there is a shortage of referees right and it, that it's for a good reason so if we can start well plus the, that and the fact that they get paid like five bucks a game oh, no or, they actually get paid decent right now i, I mean the kids in the on the way up they're getting paid better they're getting too because de- that's why jack thought about doing it because okay. it was really good money well that's ba- good basically you work a weekend and it's more than what some adults make during the, the week the prop the problem is renting out bicycles the problem maybe is i should the, do it the, pro- <laughs> the problem is with that is that you treat it as a job and god knows a job becomes a chore mm, if, if, you, if you do it for, as a hobby because you enjoy it but, but as soon as you start treating it like because i got paid expenses and, and my match fee and it became a, a job yeah but oh. you know what but I, uh, I i won't say it this week but there are times there are a lot of days where i say you know what i really enjoy my job mm-hmm. there are days where i hate it and and you know that's i think I think there's a certain group of people that can say that in general. Not yeah. everybody loves their job, but there's some days that I'm like, you know, I really enjoy my job. I think the thing is with that is that it's a second job, which means yeah. you can take it or leave it. And if you're getting abused, you're going to leave. But it. I'll, yeah, I'll, that's I'll, my thing. I'm standing out here giving up my Saturday afternoon for, for you to yell at for me? 10 bucks to have this guy yell at me. Cause I called a, a fucking foul on a, but, U18 game. You know, yeah. I did the ambush for four years. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed it. It was fun. But at the end of the day, it was a job. And at the end of the day, sometimes you want to do something else. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if you if it becomes a job, then then I think you do, to a degree, come to resent it, you know? Maybe, but I but I think it's like anything. I, I mean, did, my, my person. But it, you could say the same thing then for a professional athlete. Yeah. I mean, everybody can say that. That's... Yeah. That's ben, not... ben Foster, the goalie, he freely admits he doesn't like football. <laughs> no. Yeah. no, seriously. He, yeah, he, he yeah. Did, yeah. You know, I remember. Every He's like, everyone who I meet in the pub wants to talk to me about fucking football. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, Charlie Watts of the Rolling Stones hates rock and roll. Yeah. He was a jazz guy. <laughs> right. Uh, so speaking of officials, I do want to mention congrats to Lino. Yes. His daughter rang the bell at the cancer nice. center. Yes. Nice. What a story, man. I was when I saw that, I'm not gonna lie, I was I tears were going because yeah. it was like so neat to see. Such a good guy. I, I am so happy for him and Great his family. Fam- Great family. Um n- never met him really outside of the the, 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 the Lino fan. Yeah. But just part of the fa- he's part of the, 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 the ecosystem that, that we've he's, we've he's been part involved of St. Louis in, soccer uh, history he's, and lore. Yeah. He's, he's been to a couple uh, like uh, he was at a couple of the post games over at Piasaw when we go to that bar. Yeah, and there, there was a couple other times that we'd see him like yeah. Fire and Ice. I see. Yeah. He, he ran the line at yeah the Fire St. Louis and Ice. FC. Yeah, yeah, and and there were a couple of times. Yeah, because the one he came down to the tailgate yeah. after uh-huh. yeah. he did the line. But it's just just a good guy, yeah. and I'm I was so well, happy for and, him. And early on at, at the Lions games, like he got us. Yeah, like <laughs> it became. A, can we make him laugh? Right. Yeah. And and I mean, like you know, everyone's like turn around. You're like, that's borderline. I could give you a card for that. You know? like, <laughs> but, but it'd also be funny that we'd be watching his shoulders you'd and see all of a sudden shake you see a little the, bit. Yeah. Like okay, he's laughing. you're not supposed to be listening to us, Lino. You know. <laughs> also speaking speaking of cancer and our friends in Illinois, Alex Paz. Yeah. Uh, going into treatment today, thinking about him because yes. amazing photographer. He's always been part of the area in yeah. events and takes phenomenal photos. And uh, it's a tough battle, but I know he, he's got it. So, Alex, we're with you. There are some very good people involved in St. Louis soccer doing all different things that, you know, like you said, the photography, the linesman, like a good community mm-hmm. of people here we have. We take care of our own. Uh, I do want to mention also Matt Bird. We posted today on uh, on Twitter and on Facebook the link to your new video where you kind of go around and do a little bicycle tour on the hill. Matt totally watched it because he wants to see me fall off my bike. Well, uh, that's why a lot of us watched it's, it. It's like watching NASCAR for the crashes. Do you yeah, want, like do you want one, but slower. Do you want, <laughs> do you want the clicks or not? Yes. <laughs> take them anyway you can get them. Um, no, I re- actually, I seriously, I really enjoyed it. it yeah, you should watch really, it. really, really good. Uh, just, I mean, you did an article, it's been a few years ago, mm-hmm. about this, but now you kind of went on a little bicycle tour, showed us the houses. You know, you mentioned, you know, how they have the plaques out front. Mm-hmm. Like, how cool would that be if you lived in that house? I know. And, and I know. Gino, Gino's house was flipped. It w- was on sale, I don't know, eight years ago for yeah. 45 grand. And then it went re- I'm back on sale for 103. But it's be- <laughs> yeah. You saw the pictures inside. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. 
So go watch that if you get a chance. Yeah, um, really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I did wait for you to. I mean, you were you were riding your bike on St. Louis City streets. I, yeah. I don't do it often. That, that could, is seriously. You could have fallen into a pothole bigger I than your bike. I don't do yeah. that often. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I, you. I mean, you talked about it in the video, like how beautiful the hill is and how much pride they take in the neighborhood, except for the DOT. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't do anything about the streets. Those are shy. Yeah. so bad. Okay. Um. So. Impromptu to talk tonight about the refs. That wasn't planned, but I think it was a good conversation. Let's talk about this coming weekend. Oh, baby. We got uh, some big things planned for our big things. rivalry versus Kansas. We have new so, shirts coming. We have new t-shirts. We'll probably put those out on the uh, socials tomorrow so you can see them. We have new can koozies coming. We have new can koozies. They're pink. They are. Uh, Not just any pink. <laughs> I don't want to say it. <laughs> Uh, They're city pink. City pink, yes. Um, we've got uh, the new summer scarves that we had last game, both second shift ones and just Luligan ones. Uh, the second shift ones are Luligan ones, but we've got two different Luligan summer scarves that people have been waiting for, so those are on the way. Um, what else? We got, I mean, we always try to do some fun things for the, you know, the rivalry games. Um, our friend DJ Fake Mitch, Real Mitch, Better Mitch, whatever you want to call him, Mitch Marku, he will be playing our tailgate. Um, we were giving him shit, I don't know, a couple tailgates ago, or pre-games ago, about how he went over and played at the Lufius Plaza, and he wasn't there to enjoy our pre-game festivities. He said, well, if you guys would hire me to play your pre-game party, I'd do it. And I said, well, okay, well, how much would it cost? He goes, oh, I'd do it for free. <laughs> so he's going to be playing. So take care of him if he needs a drink or something. Absolutely. I'm just say that. And, and, and he did come up with that he wants to be Spicy Mitch. Ooh, DJ I Spicy I like that Mitch. one. I like, okay. I like Spicy Mitch. Um, and, you know. <laughs> You're allergic to Spicy Mitch. I know. <laughs> it's I a little. Blonde <laughs> Mitch. <laughs> uh, White bread Mitch. Mild, mild Mitch and Spicy Mitch. Um, it's a little different music than we normally play at our uh, pregame parties. It's going to be dance music, but. You know what? We're going to have some fun with it. But you know uh, what? I bet he's going to do it very Luganized. Ah, he'll just have some fun. He said, how much? How long do you want me to play? And I said, till you're done. <laughs> so <laughs> it might be all game or, you know, if he gets drunk enough, he may be done quickly. I don't know. Yeah, of course. Uh, but again, something fun to the to the uh, pregame party. I'm sure the Cauldron will have members stopping by. Kansas City, I think. So when we went to Kansas City, the team had access to... 500-ish tickets. Um, it, it's really up to the away team, like or the home Hosted team, how many they give you. I think MLS says you have to give at least 100 to 150. Um, but Kansas City gave us 500. So in return, we are giving Kansas City 500. So unlike that game where a lot of people bought tickets around the stadium because they have problems selling out their games, <laughs> we don't have that problem. But there will be 500 Kansas City fans at least at our game. And let, let's remind people, this is not the people that we had dealt with in the past no, in no, Kansas no. City. The Cauldron are good people. They yes. invited us to their tailgate when we went out there for the game. If it wasn't, you know, two miles away in 100-degree heat, we probably would have gone down and said hello yeah. and shared drinks. Yeah, but... I should have told them, yeah, we're meeting at the Dome. <laughs> Just meet us there. Uh, but, again... This isn't Green Street Hooligans. This is friendly banter. You know, definitely have some fun. Make your comments. We've but made the playoffs. We, we don't exactly. need to get angry. We don't have to prove anything, so don't don't get ugly about anything. Uh, we can have a good time and, you know, win the game. Back on track, though, we do have our summer scarves. Yes. And we have the currently very limited edition collab scarves with our friends over at Second Shift. Yeah. There aren't many left, okay. and I think they're talking about ordering more, but they sold out of their share that they had at the brewery. Yes. So what's, what we have is all that's left for right now. And so I think we had less than one box. So Yeah, I think it's probably under 40, yeah. which is not much. We still got plenty of the other summer scarves. And plenty of the regular, and regular scarves, scarves that we have, too. And, and the blue shirts. Blue and shirts. We're going to have pink shirts. New pink shirts. Got some hats left. The new pink shirt, I will say, is a, it's a redo of an old shirt that everybody loved back in the St. Louis FC days. It's our no hate shirt mm -hmm. with a little tweak, and we've made it pink. 
So I hope you guys like it. But yeah, we'll be sharing pictures of that tomorrow. Yep, yep. Um, what else? We might do some other fun stuff for the uh, pregame party. We're still working out the details on oh, things. And we have a big to-do at the very last game of the season. You want to go ahead and... Should we? Should we, yeah, should we drop it. it? I mean, not many so, people listen to this show, so it'll be a, bit, a big true, surprise later anyway. So, first things first. It is often a tradition with the Lulligans that we have full kit wanker day. That we pick a game and everybody who wants to participate shows up in full kit. And if you don't know what that is, just put in full kit wanker into Google and you'll see plenty of pictures of... 48 year old men yeah mostly adult men that you know look like they haven't they have like several harpsichords those kind of guys and they're in full gear and that's socks shorts not just the jersey yeah the shorts the, the socks, socks headband sometimes sometimes, sometimes they're wearing cleats yeah shin guards, cleats it shin guards yeah. like it Captain is yes fucking it is entertaining as hell to yeah. see this so we decided we would have some fun with this we would do full kit wanker day so, if you want to participate in Full Kit Wanker, we're going to have prizes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We're not doing this the last game of the season. Yeah. The, the final? No, no, no. I I thought the plan was to do this at second shift at a party like we have been doing the last couple of years. Well, the, last convers- the, the conversation of the last game was the last game. We're going to need to talk about this. Okay, well, maybe not. So, it might be there. <laughs> I thought you were talking about something else. No, we well, the have, other thing I haven't got full have, approval for. We didn't for. have games gotcha. to do it at. Yeah, do it la- at, yeah last because at, at FC we did it at the games. Yeah, I think I, I think we decided this is going to be a second shift tradition now. We'll have to talk. We'll discuss it. You know, I love when everybody else has a conversation and Brad comes in late and just fucks no, it no. all up. We had this conversation and you were a part of it. You just yes. don't remember it. No, I remember it. That's why Nancy reserved second shift that week. No, that was just for our Halloween party because then it turned Which into... Which is our full kit wanker party. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> to be continued. Yeah. Yes. Never mind. Moving on. Um, we are going to be... Well, we will have our Halloween party. We will have our well, Halloween party. Let's just party. say that then. And we will also... We've got some other plans for that last, let's say, regular season game uh, because we are going to have some at least one playoff game. Yes. At, yes. At home. Yes. And and, and yes, there, there may be an event or two that goes into the very last game. We're waiting for approval on one of them. So. Yes. And there actually may be something else happening at that last game as well. That yes. is, That's what I thought you were going to talk about, but we need to wait on that just to make sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We're on the same page on that one. Okay. Yeah. We just are crossing our wires tonight. Yeah, it's terrible. We are not the hetero life mates we usually are. Um. Okay. Let's go to some questions so anyway yeah we want to get there this weekend it's going to be big it's going to be packed charity du jour is uh st louis area food bank we want to have a good collection for them the last couple games have been a little short on the charity du jour mostly mostly because they're weeknight games and some people come right to the stadium they don't have time to hit the pregame party so let's raise a ton of money for st louis area i agree and i i I have already heard back that Sando Shack will be one of our food trucks. That's a popular one. And Cluck Moo Oink, what is it? I never get them in the right. Pig, pig, pig cow, chicken. Pig cow chicken. <laughs> I always just make them up. So, yeah, I know those two for right now. There's obviously going to try to get more, but uh, those are on, on the on the table. Okay, let's do a couple of questions and we'll get out of here because some of us have cats to feed. Um, is, that a, is that code for jacking off? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not in front of my cat. Uh, Aaron Mendick from the uh, Tailgate Crew. If Blum is indeed scum, what type of scum would he be? This is a reference to our good friends in Cincy, one of their supporter groups, uh, basically posted that they couldn't let the scumbag from St. Louis win the goal of the week, you know, so go vote for their MVP candidate, which all credit to Acosta. He's, he's an amazing player. Blum had his first ever professional goal and it was a beautiful God, goal. it was awesome. I don't care if Bomb's got to fucking tap him from three feet away. We anything that pisses off the Cincinnati yes. war pigs. Yes. Is, and I, I I've never voted for them on yes. my polls until I, he chirped up. I actually think we did get more votes. I know a couple because of they chirped a up. couple of Columbus people said, "Yeah, we weren't going to vote, but we went and voted for your guy because those guys are dicks." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, say what you want. Uh, not to my knowledge, Blum is not a scumbag. I don't know him. I haven't met him personally, but 
you know, and they're like, oh, can't you handle a little banter? Well, that's not it's clever. Not that's it's not just being a knob. That's not clever or funny. It's that's just being yeah. a knob. So anyway, I don't care. Well, I'm gonna. But go he did end up winning goal of the week, as he so. should have. Also, there was two Cincinnati players, and I kind of split them. That's out. true anyway, too. But anything that pisses no. off that awful, awful Twitter account, I is, agree. is cool with me. So if he's scum, I'm gonna go with he is penicillin. Ooh, he makes everything better. It's a beneficial scum. That's right. Uh, Carlos Restrepo from the uh, Santos. Santos. Hola, señor. Santos is killing it this year. Um. He has no questions. He just wants to pat on the back of everyone who has given their all for this amazing first season. Let's keep it going and send off the best year in soccer for St. Louis with a bang. Yeah, I mean, all of the fans, if you're in a supporters group or not, if you're just in the section or, hell, if you're anywhere in that stadium, it's been an amazing year. And all of the crowd has been great. But uh, we need to get more people singing, get more people on, on the same page with Florida Noise and the Capos. Uh, but I have had the best time at the stadium this year. Um, and St. Louis, fake St. Louis account followed that with, at this point, any negative criticism or pessimism seems daft. We can't complain in the off season. Right now is the time. We can complain in the off season. Right now is the time to celebrate this incredible season. And, uh, you know, he said they should do a giveaway of earplugs at some point. <laughs> so, yeah, I think this season has been great. Stuart Hultgren reached into the Wayback Machine. I, I believe this question is for Bird. Is it back on? Wow. That's just, but that's just it. I mean, the... the, the it's never the, been off this but year. The fake, yeah. the fake city account said, you know, no, no, you know, you can't... And you can't criticize. Yeah. But again, that, that little, little piece of my cerebellum yeah. back there going, is it on? I don't know. I'm afraid. But it, okay, say we get into the play. Well, we do, we do get into the yeah. playoffs. Let's say we get blown out Four nil, four nil in the first two games, and we're done. It's still a successful yeah, oh, season. Sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But the, well, it, well, what uh, is it too? And it, by it, the way, the next it, question from River River City Ramble: If City drops the first two matches in the first round and drops out, is it still a successful now, it'll season? Never be, it'll never be enough. But, but here, it, it'll never be. But enough. doesn't it get us into winning the division? Doesn't that get us into? I think if we win the pretend cup, champions, we got. Yeah, we. I got to look it up. That but I think a, if, that would be phenomenal. I think if we win the West, we get a Champions League spot. Yeah, you, you do your little googling. I, I, I'm, I'm All right, a, that would be, it. Changes every year. That it's, would be, yes. that would be brilliant, honestly. Yeah. Um, because you want to go to Monterey or someplace. I, re- cool. I remember. <laughs> remember the the first year of St. Louis FC. Right, we weren't good. Yeah. And Louisville were. Yeah. And they got all the way to the Eastern Conference Final, and they got beat by Rochester. Yeah. And after that game, they were devastated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you get that. It's just the finality yeah. of that's it. The season's done. That's it. For three oh, and, months. And don't months. get me wrong. I will be I will be yeah, upset when we and, get knocked and, out of the playoffs. But. And it, I, don't think it, I don't think it'll matter when it happens. Yeah. Because it'll just never be enough. Yeah. You always want that next game. You always want that next week. And, you know... It- to go... All right, to go a different direction. Okay, here's here's a different direction of that. I have said from the beginning of the year, look, just make the playoffs it's successful. You know, now we're to the point where, oh, hey, if we host a playoff game, that'd be pretty cool. Or if we win a playoff game at home, that would be amazing. But I've always said, we're not going to win the cup. Just, I, I haven't even considered that mm-hmm. for a second. It's It's... I mean, it's difficult to win the cup, even if you're like the yeah, best. Yeah, yeah. Like Cincinnati has been the best team, and I don't think they're guaranteed winning the cup. You know, so I've always told myself, just forget about the MLS Cup. We're not going to win the MLS Cup. But what if? <laughs> <laughs> like it's. I mean, it is possible we could win the MLS Cup. 2019, the impossible happened. Yeah, the Blues won. Yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, anything can happen. So, here's how we can get in to okay. CCL. MLS champion. Okay. First spot. Still on the table. Yep. Supporter Shield winner. Mm, probably going to go to Cincinnati. Yep. 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 Number three, the team that finishes first in the regular season, Eastern or Western Conference, but does not win the Supporter Shield. There you go. So, so if that, we win the West and Cincinnati wins the Supporter, the supporter Shield, Shield, we are automatically we, in under that so third that, spot. That, to me, is more incentive to win the West than mm-hmm. than even hosting throughout the playoffs, yeah. I think. Then, just in case we would fall out of the first yeah. place, 
the next best club in the Supporter Shield standings that is not any of the clubs in one to three. So we could technically still be. So you could be fourth best team basically and get in. Yeah. And then uh, let the five, five, the next best club in Supporter Shield standings that is not. Yeah. One through four. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be fun. Though. So, so we've so got a good chance got, of winning. Just based on those, the, even yeah. even if we, even if worst case scenario, I think we have a really good chance of getting in yeah. on the the worst worst option under that fifth spot. But and I want, and I want one of the other. Really, ones. our destiny is in our own hands. If we win the Western Conference, we're in. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that that to me is incentive. There. I mean, I I always consider a successful season is go five hundred majority of points at home yeah and as you said anything else is a, a bonus i also said no matter what happens it, everything's determined by what happens on the pitch yeah yeah and in, in under that metric it's just been an unparalleled success yeah it, it, it's been an unparalleled and we've said it many times we said at the beginning of the season this is either going to be amazing or awful because we well, didn't but, know what to expect but even if it was going to be awful I would have been happy with the first season because right, we know we know how it goes. Expansion teams sometimes are rough, but but no, it matter, has exceeded every expectation. But no matter what, even you, you, you still want more. Like yeah. you can look at the away record and go, we haven't won an away game since Toronto. Or, you okay, know, so things like that. You, so you if want, we if we do more. somehow manage to win MLS Cup, are you gonna be like? Yeah, but, but we still we got to win the cha- away, well, we? well, we still got to win Champions League. Becky never <laughs> saved the penalty all season, man. We did lose the Open Cup. We didn't get yeah. the Supporters' yeah. Shield. Right, yeah. Okay, uh, Will Bramlett, he's echoing some of your thoughts earlier tonight, guys. How do I go into the playoffs not expecting disappointment? I'm just so accustomed to it. What is optimism? <laughs> again, again, this is for the longest time yeah. you guys referred to my trilogy yeah. of shit. You will be able to tell St. Louis that <laughs> St. Eight nil, man. Yeah. I know. How about that? I told him. I said if that would have been St. Louis FC, I'd have been worried we'd used up all our goals for the year. Yes, yes. Eight? This was. This was. No. I am used to the trilogy of shit, and this this is yeah. changing. I think you know. Speaking to Will's point, I think you will be able to tell by looking through the crowd. Who's St. Louis FC fans? Because they're like, we'll be up four to nothing, and they'll just be like, it's not over. It's not over. <laughs> 20 minutes to go. Yeah. We scored too early. Uh, biologist Ryan, odds on a playoff versus Sporting Kansas City. That I mean, it's still possible. They could still sneak into that eighth or ninth spot and face us if we're number one in the West. They could. I mean, um, where are they at right now? What's the? I'd so rather they lose all the rest of their game. Yeah, I would not, too. Not I mean, right now, uh, so San Jose is an eight at forty-one. Uh, Dallas is at nine and thirty-nine, and KC is in tenth at thirty-eight. So, so it's possible. And Vancouver is in seventh at forty-one. Portland yeah. forty-two. RSL forty-three. So, Houston forty-three. There's actually so there's a couple a, of scenarios. There's yeah. a lot of scenarios where that happens. I will say, in answer to your earlier question. The only other team in our division that has a letter, Colorado, did not qualify. <laughs> yeah, okay, I forgot about the other end of the table. <laughs> they, they are uh, mathematically eliminated. And, and actually, Fuck Stan Kroenke. Stan Kroenke sent out a message to the fans. You know, it's bad when they're like, yeah, we know. We yeah. suck. <laughs> okay. Um, Kiss my ass. But it goes, it goes back to a conversation we had earlier. If you're Stan Kroenke and you go to, you got to pull that GM and go, what are you doing? They're a first-year team. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? Well, here's how. And he's going to say, I need more money, and Stan will be like, you're fired. Stan, no. No, 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 because, because they're doing it with the second lowest salary in the league. But. You don't need more money. Stan Kroenke, I will say, his his motivations are strange at best. There's a story out this week that SoFi Stadium, or not SoFi Stadium, what's what's his L.A. stadium? Is that SoFi? Yeah, yeah, SoFi. Yeah, yeah. They may pull out of the World Cup. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't think he's getting paid enough yeah. to use his billion-dollar stadium. Yeah, I mean that is the very definition of "I will cut off my nose to spite my face." That and that's Stan. So regular logic doesn't fall into Stan Kroenke's world. He's sometimes just on his yeah, own. FIFA aren't doing Stan Kroenke any favors. No, no, no. FIFA's well, corrupt as fuck, and I'm well, sure that's probably. Yeah. And that's the other thing. I'm sure he hasn't paid his bribes. Yeah. Well, so yeah. He may not be getting what he wants. Well, and let's return. be honest. Hosting a Taylor Swift concert is much more valuable than hosting a World Cup game <laughs> at this point in time. Several. Yeah. Because he had like he had, they had like LA four, had several what, yeah. four or five nights in a row. Yeah. 
maybe he got a little uh, spoiled by that Taylor Swift money. Yeah, him, that could be very well possible. But guess what? Taylor needs a night off. She can't tour the rest of the year. And she was in Lawrence, Kansas this week after the wow. uh, Kansas City game. There you yeah, go. but if you're SoFi, you need that. You need that oh, yeah. emblem going around the world. Oh yeah, you mm-hmm. do. It's not going around yeah, the world. Yeah, if you're the stadium with... sponsor, yeah, you want that. It's very short sighted if he does that. Actually, uh, yeah, that's bad. This is something. Of the I, course, this is something I talked about on the last show before the pricing came out. But Blum Boys know, wants to know what do you guys think about the playoff ticket pricing? Or playoff tickets. That's it was. I t- I said on the show fifty dollars is what I what I would be like comfortable with. I would probably go up to a hundred, and they've they've ranged that on the rounds. Mm-hmm. Now I wish it was fifty dollars each round, uh, but I think it was Claude who mentioned the Blues tickets, the Stanley Cup year. He paid more for his playoff tickets than he did for his season ticket. Yep. Now I get the seven games and all all that kind of stuff, but but it's not uncommon for the playoff tickets to go high. Yeah. I think the supporter section is better off than some of the expensive seats in the stadium. That yeah. starts to escalate quickly. And I did mention, like, if you're the gardeners and you're buying four not just five. you, but your four kids, that does get expensive. And I do feel sorry for those people. Uh, but I just that's just the nature of American sports, I guess. It's not as bad as it could have been. And, and the other thing is, too, is that they are giving you an opportunity to opt out like the blues yeah like they basically said if you want playoff tickets you need to pay early and they didn't make the playoffs so yeah this is a pay as you go there's there's they're doing a lot of things right yes it's more money but guess what it's the playoffs it's more money now um it will be interesting to see how closely they track if people are are turning the tickets i'm sure they will yeah i mean i'm I mean, unless you do it privately and, you know. Yeah, I sold it to you. Right. Uh, That'll be interesting. Uh, Last question of the night, and we will uh, get out of here. This is from our friend Matt up in uh, Minnesota. Matt, longtime uh, fan. He used to live in St. Louis. Now he lives in Minnesota. Uh, He still holds a place in his heart for us, even though he is a Minnesota fan. Uh, He just wanted to let us know that we all made his daughter cry last weekend, and he hopes we're happy. And You're Matt, goddamn right I am. I am. Bitch had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I don't mean that, play obviously. Him the, play him in the playoffs. We'll do it again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I hope your daughter has many more tearful I, yes, nights. Yes, I, I, absolutely. Yeah. There could be nothing better. Love you, Matt, but yeah, I don't need her happy. No, not at all. <laughs> I, I, no. In fact, I hope there's a lot of children in a lot of cities that aren't St. Louis that cry Santa so Cla- much. Santa Claus is coming to town, and he's giving you shitters coal. <laughs> No, giving you shitters goals. Well, Santa giving Klaus. us goals, giving them coal. Yeah. All right, that's all we've got for tonight, but this weekend is going to be huge. Please make plans to come out to uh, Schlafly before the game. Visit us on Luligan Street. If you've if you've never been to one of our pregame parties, come on out. This, this is, is going to be a good time. one to do. Hell, and, even if you don't have tickets, this would yes. be a good one to just come down and be part of the environment. And it's... I always say bring a friend, but lately I've been saying come and make some friends. Like if, you, if you're if you down to the game and maybe your normal crew doesn't want to get down there early, come, come by out. yourself. We You will make friends. Uh, you can meet up with your seatmates later or, you know, whatever you want to do. But we will have fun pregame, and we'd like you to be a part of it. Highly recommended. Matt, you should come too. I haven't seen you at a pregame in a while. Wife works once this month. I had to drop the kids <laughs> off to come true. and do the podcast. But I'm gonna. But are we gonna see you Saturday. Yeah. Okay. I've finished work at four. I'm, I'm coming down there. Nice. Um, it's been. T- I've had. A, I've had a tough go this year because, like the the last two games have been Wednesdays. The the game uh, was the Austin game was a Sunday right before. Yeah. The there's been some weird game. Yeah. Wife's been sick. Yeah. It's. It's. I've had a tough go, but, you know. Hey, I'm a working man now. I get I get to enjoy my time. Yeah, and you've probably sold those tickets and paid your paid for your season tickets several no, times. No, you know over. what? I, I, I Did you give it to your friend that that sits next yeah. to me so yeah. he could bring his mates? Yeah, that's cool. And I, that's good. Brawley had friends in for and, one game. Um, I gave my tickets to Lino for Leela. That's, that's, um, that's good. That's good. Because I I couldn't make it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm coming Saturday. All right. It's, it's time. We'll see you all then. All right. Such a man, so I see nothing better. 